welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Rundown. As always, I am your host, Dallas, and you can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. That is Dallas spelled backwards, S-A-L-L-A-D, Galore. Guys, this is a little bit of a different episode. I'm diving back into some topics and some fun little aspects of Dynasty that don't get a lot of love here on the DWZ Network and for a lot of you out there in general during the offseason. Yes, I am back with some IDP love, some individual defensive player love. I am going to be going over my top five at each position. Um, I'm going broad category position rankings on this one for me. Obviously, this is pre-NFL draft, but it is post-combine, post-measurements, and post-off-season interviews, really. I don't really care about pro days when it comes to defensive players all that much um the only thing that can really happen during a pro day for a defensive player is them potentially ending any significant career that they might have i.e a cornerback by the name of Sidney jones who absolutely destroyed his leg prior to the nfl draft by running unnecessarily at his combine on a non-contact injury has never been the same and pretty much lost millions upon millions of dollars in the league But going into each of the three, the three broad categories I have for the way that I play IDP in all of my leagues, as opposed to having a split between D-end and D-tackle, or your split between safety and cornerback, I play in all leagues where it is defensive linemen, linebackers, and DBs as a general category. So I will be doing my top five at each position, going into my reasons why I like them. Uh, As always, my individual comps for the players who I see them coming out of college as, not as real-world prospects and what they turned into, but the game style that they play, the athletic traits, and realistically what I think they can potentially do in the NFL, dependent on landing spot. These are just my favorite players right now. All of this will change for my overall rankings going into the season, but we'll dive a little bit more into that after the NFL draft here in a couple months. Um, I am recording on Sunday. Um, News just dropped that Tom Brady is coming back. I am furious about it, but um, I will digress about that a little bit later on in the week, potentially on a different podcast. Going into the defensive lineman categories, my number one prospect for defensive lineman is none other than Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is pretty much the height, weight, speed monster that you would expect for a guy that's been rumored to go number one overall for all of three years, basically, in his draft class. He came in as a true freshman, absolutely wrecked shopped, and it's been basically just all systems go since his production dipped a little bit this last year he's got some weird flaws in his uh i guess his interview process is how a lot of people would probably classify it but for me he's just a six foot five monster on the edge he has all the moves in the book he's athletically gifted he just needs to fine tune and actually turn that into consistent production not get distracted by the big lights um the situation that we have question marks in about him personality-wise, as well as just the overtly aggressive athletic traits that he has. Reminds me of a guy like Tack McKinley coming out into the league out of UCLA. 
comes in with all the production of the world in college, a little bit of inconsistency his senior year, and pretty much every athletic trait you could want from a defensive edge. Um, he's my number one on the board. I like the upside of him. I'm always going to go towards the athletic guys as opposed to just the production guys and a little bit of the um, high floor guys when it comes to the defensive line. Just because at the end of the day, if you just are a high floor defensive lineman, it's going to get two to three tackles per game. That's not a lot of points in the IDP format. My number two defensive lineman is Trayvon Walker. <clears throat> Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Um, he is a physical beefcake. He is a big boy, lots of weight on him, and he has a ton of athleticism to boot. Um, most of his wins are with power, but it's one of those things where you cannot push him off the point of power. And from an edge, if you can anchor with strength, the speed moves that he obviously can do can be fine-tuned over the years. He'll get more productive, and he'll really show out when he comes into that second contract. I do like him a lot. He's the guy that could get you a couple sacks, but he's going to get you a really high tackle floor, and he's going to flash with probably an interception or two this year. He reminds me a lot of a young Melvin Ingram coming out, and I could realistically see a very similar projection on his overall ceiling in the NFL as a Melvin Ingram. Number three for me is Jermaine Johnson out of FSU. This is probably where my list is going to start to deviate from a lot of people, but he is the most polished of all the defensive linemen in the entire draft. Um, he just doesn't have any production outside of his senior year, which is a little bit concerning for me. Um, he is actually a Georgia transfer, but for some reason, Georgia was unable to get him on the field. He comes and he basically breaks all season single season records for FSU over a season, uh, single season. He's the ACC player of the year for defense. And I love him the most out of this entire class, honestly. Um, I just want to see where he lands. Uh, the way that I would describe him is that of like a Kayvon, uh, sorry, not Kayvon, like a Calevon Chasen coming out of LSU. Um, just has everything you could potentially want. Extremely polished coming out. He just needs to get the draft capital like Calevon did, and I'll be all in, and he'll be moving up my ranks. Probably all the way up to one if he falls in the first round, which is where I want him to. Number four for me is Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. He's a high-floor, low-ceiling player with middling athleticism. Um, he's going to stick around pretty much forever in the league, but he may just be kind of a guy that's sitting there doing his thing. Um, he's probably not going to get you high sack totals. He'll probably get you average tackle totals. He'll probably end up somewhere in the top 36 for defensive linemen on a year-to-year -year basis, but he's not going to wow you with any of his overall traits that I see specifically at the next le uh, level. Um, the way that I look at him, he... <sighs> He's one of those ones that's a little hard to peg like a comp for because there's so many guys in the league that are like him. Um, but if I had to pick one, he's kind of like a kind of like a Justin Tuck character is how I would describe him, where he's a pretty big dude, but he just doesn't wow you with incredible physicality. He'll have a couple of pop seasons probably, but other than that, he's going to be just kind of that middling middle tier defensive edge. Number five for me is the combine darling himself, Jordan Davis out of Georgia. He's a big body athletic freak. He is going to be playing that nose tackle or that defensive tackle spot, potentially a five technique. But when you're looking at a guy like Jordan Davis, all I can see is Akeem Hicks for the Bears. Um, he pretty much does everything that he does. You do, cannot run on him, basically. And as long as he shows up his weight and shows up his long-term athletic ability, which was an issue for Akeem Hicks in New Orleans before he came to the Bears, he can have that same uptick and same insane athletic capabilities that a guy like him has over the center. 
Going on to the second position, I will go into everyone's favorite in the bread and butter of most IDP Dynasty Leagues, and that is the linebacker position. Um, Last year, there was a lot of steals and a lot of whiffs for a lot of people at the linebacker position, just depending on people's rankings and the overall system. Um, People were pushing people up the boards due to their overall athleticism. Um, me included, as opposed to actually paying attention to their play recognition, which is something that I've learned slowly about linebackers over the years. That athleticism is really nice, but if you can't actually recognize what's happening on the field, you're not going to see as many snaps as you think you are, i.e. a guy like Willie Gay comes to mind when I think of linebackers like that. Um, But going number one overall at the linebacker position for me is Devin Lloyd of the Utah. He's a sideline to sideline, weak inside linebacker. The way I see him playing is very similar to Leonard Floyd. Well, he will be used as a pass rusher on the outside in certain packages but primarily he's going to be in a 4-3 as a weak inside linebacker um, looking at number two at the linebacker position i see a guy like nicobe dean out of georgia coming in and he's going to be a fly around always around the ball tackler with a great iq for the game his play style reminds me a lot of a guy like dre greenlaw where he's just gritty he's always in the right place and if he falls next to a true superstar at the linebacker position you're going to be getting a guy that's just going to dominate at the next level Number three for me is actually my favorite. So there's a kind of a trend here where my favorite player is not actually my highest ranked player but prior to the draft because I want to see the draft capital for them. But it's hard for me to drop Mr. Christian Harris out of Alabama, who's the true coverage monster linebacker in this NFL draft class any further than number three at the linebacker position. He's not the best at run plays, but he can cover all the positions in the slot, including slot receivers. He's got that athleticism, and he reminds me a lot of play style-wise of a guy like Matt Milano in Buffalo, where he doesn't get a lot of hype other than people that actually pay attention to the actual stats and watch him play on the Buffalo defense, but he flies around the ball. He's great in coverage, and he will have multiple interceptions multiple years in a row, most likely, at the next level, as long as he falls into a decent just a semi-decent defensive system. Number four for me is Mr. Quay Walker out of Georgia. He's a huge tackling monster at the linebacker position, and he reminds me so much of Jared Davis coming out of Florida because he needs to work on his play recognition so bad. He gets burned in coverage like crazy, but he is just a fly all over the field and tackle. He makes up with a lot of what he needs to do with his brain with his athleticism, which will hurt him initially in the league, but he's the guy where if it's a late rookie contract a couple years down the road, he's going to be a guy that I'm trying to swallow up because the athleticism is actually insane, guys. Um, If he falls into a system where he's not immediately needs to be the guy, I'm going to love him. And then number five for me is Mr. Damon Clark at LSU. He's an athletic freak with length to boot, and he has instincts and desire to play inside and outside. But his blitzing is where he's going to get his bread and butter. So for me at the next level, I'm looking at a guy like Kenneth Murray coming out of Oklahoma where he has all the athletic traits potentially that you could even remotely want to try and use. And... um, he's going to give you that upside for the blitzer. So I love Damone Clark out of LSU. I think all five of these linebackers realistically are going to go in the first two to two and a half rounds in the NFL draft. And if they do, they're pretty much going to stay pat with Christian Harris being my highest riser. And then the last position that I'm going to cover on today's podcast, this is a little bit of a quick hitter, guys, is going to be the DB position. Um, No shock to anyone here who's been paying attention to any of the defensive draft prospects. Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame is the pretty much 101 when it comes to any type of DB and IDP formats right now. Uh, He's a true strong safety with power and insane range for being uh, six foot four inches and over 200 pounds. Uh, I see Harrison Smith day in, day out whenever you watch Kyle 
Kyle Hamilton play. He hits so hard. He's massive. He's got the range to cover the entire field deceptively. And he's going to be a decade-long player in the NFL. Number two for me is Trent McDuffie. Uh, he is a cornerback, not a safety, out of Washington. He's the only true slot corner in this year's class, but he may be the best corner to come out of Washington since Marcus Peters, if not better than Marcus Peters, just without the ball production. Um, he reminds me a lot of Bryce Callahan for the Bears, and he can do literally everything. And he's a plus, plus, plus tackle monster. He does not miss tackles, even though he's slightly undersized as a true slot cornerback. I think he's going to succeed. And when I'm targeting DBs at the actual rookie position that are coming out, I talked about this a little bit last year. I like to go after cornerbacks that are either immediately going to be contributing at the slot cornerback position or high-ranking fast cornerbacks that have suspect coverage mental ability and that is where we lead into my number three cornerback position and that is Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU he's a true cover corner with speed but his play recognition like I said is his biggest issue he reminds me a lot of a guy like Trayvon Diggs coming out last year where they have the athletic tools and the ball production in college but there are a lot of inconsistencies in boom bust plays and so what you'll see is a pretty similar player is what I see at the next level. So you're going to be able to get that high boom bust potential at the DB position at the next level, most likely with a guy like Derek Stingley, which is what you want to target if you're basically rostering any type of corners that are true outside corners. Number four for me is a guy named Dax Hill. He's a, another strong safety out of Michigan, and he plays a lot like Adrian Amos does for the Packers. He's reliable as can be. He's not flashy at all, but you're going to look at the end of the year, and he's probably going to lead all DBs in points realistically as long as he comes in and gets a starting job, which I realistically see him doing at strong safety at the next level. The last player on my DB rankings is probably my favorite corner in general that I like in this class, and that is Roger McCreary out of Auburn. He's so physical, and he's got that Napoleon complex small man syndrome, but he plays huge. It reminds me of a lot of guy, uh, of a guy like, um, why can I not remember his first name, uh, Molden from last year. He was the guy I was touting going into t Tennessee as my true favorite slot corner. He was actually extremely productive last year, and uh, I see him play a lot like Kyle Fuller because his... Uh, again, these are some Bears comps, but these are players that I've seen on a very regular basis play the position, so that's why I'm kind of comping a couple of the Bears. Um, but Kyle Fuller plays amazingly in zone. He is a true cover two zone corner, and that's exactly what you're going to get in Roger McCreary. You're not going to force him to play that true... Um, what do I call it? That true like monster on the outside where you're going <laughs> to basically make him play man the entire time. That's not what you're going to do with a guy like Roger McCreary. And it's not something that I would want my team to do. Like I said, I think he comes in, he plays as a true coverage corner in a zone system and he just balls out. He's going to be a steal for a team. I could see him going to a team like the Chiefs or a team like Miami who does need another cornerback with some of the injuries that have happened and the free agency outlook this year. So those are my top five at all the positions. I'm going to go ahead and go through my overall top five tier. This is basically my five players that I have the highest. They're in their own tiers, and they're ranked accordingly right now for me. Um, for these players, I have all five of them prior to taking any tight end in an IDP draft outside of Trey McBride. Any wide receiver after Drake London, I would take all five of these players. And any running back after Brian Robinson, depending on his draft capital, I would be taking these five players ahead of everyone behind them in my rankings. Number one overall was Devin Lloyd. He's the Utah side to sign linebacker that I 
liken to a guy like Leonard Floyd. Number two overall for me is Kyle Hamilton. I just really think you, if you can find another Harrison Smith, that's a positional advantage that you are not going to be able to find anywhere else in this draft. So he has to go against uh, the other linebackers in the draft class, and he comes out on top. Number three for me is Kayvon Thibodeau. I just think the athletic profile there and the overall production in college, he may very well be the first overall player. If he is, he's a down-in, down-out, basically 75% of the snaps player from the get-go. Um, number four for me is Nicobe Dean out of Georgia. Um, once again, he's a big fly-around tackler. Reminds me of a lot like a guy like Drake Greenlaw. I hope that he comes in and he lands on a team that has one bona fide linebacker so that he can truly play how he needs to play. And then number five for me is Christian Harris, that Alabama coverage monster linebacker. Um, at his ceiling, you could see him put up production in a very similar vein to a guy like Again, this is extreme praise, but a guy like Darius Leonard, where if you're able to get a guy who has that type of insane coverage ability at the linebacker position, you just kind of have to chase that. All right, guys, that was a quick hitter on the IDP love. This is my first of two episodes that I'm going to do prior to the NFL draft. I'm going to wait a little bit until after the free agency cycle ends in a week or two, and then I'm going to be touching base again on defensive holes and realistic defensive landing spots for some of these IDP players after the free agent basically players that are out there right now at the positions are filling needs. So as always, I am your host, Dallas. This has been the DWZ Rundown. And until next week, let's all hope that this free agency period is a little bit better off for us than this Tom Brady signing was. Thanks. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak